Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me. I have another incredible guest to share with you this week. But firstly, I just want to update you on a couple of things. Firstly is the Facebook group, the Writer's Advice Facebook group. If you're a writer, a listener of this, um, a reader, whatever, whatever your vibe or creativity, it would be really great if you want to come and join the Writer's Advice Facebook group because in there we chat about all things creativity, all things writing, but also you'll be able to know the guests that are coming up on the podcast so you can, um, yeah, can submit your questions um, to ask them as well that we I can ask them on the podcast. Also, if there's any authors that you want to hear from and recommend, you can chuck it all in there. So just um, search Writer's Advice Podcast um, on Facebook and that group should come up. Also, thank you everyone who supported the launch of Manifest. Um, follow me over on Instagram at Olivia Hillier Author to see all things, including an exciting event that is coming up um, surrounding the launch of Manifest. But you can now buy Manifest and have we met before anywhere that you can buy books essentially um have we met before is more of a second chances deep romance manifest is more definitely more of a summer light chick flick read I say it's like legally blonde meets um Abraham Hicks it's super fun like like the ultimate 90s Australian um chick flick read it's definitely new adult um bordering on young adult as well if that is your thing you can go and purchase that anywhere remember if you do and you love it please leave a review on goodreads or um send me a message send me a message at olivia hillier author i want to see where you're reading it and give me all your thoughts also if you love this podcast please be sure to click five stars give us a review it really really helps get it out there um and get more incredible guests on on the podcast anyway i'm gonna get into it Hope you're having an absolutely fabulous day, night, wherever, whenever you are listening to this. And yeah, let's get into this week's incredible guest. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I am so excited because this week on Writer's Advice, we have an editor which is amazing. We have editor Tegan Lyon. So thank you so much for uh, joining us today. No worries. Thanks so much for having me, Olivia. I'm really excited. Yeah, because a lot of the questions that I get when I put questions out there are around editing. And so I feel like this episode is really going to be great for anyone that does have, um, they've just worked on, their, worked on their first manuscript and has questions of where to go from there. But also I'm, I feel like you're going to give us so much just like tips even for like self-editing. I mean, it's a constant process for anyone, no matter where they're at in the journey. So um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what I'll start with is, so how did you get into this? What's like, how did you, yeah. Have you always been a reader? What's, what was, what has been the journey for you? Yeah, definitely have always been a reader from a really young age. And I suppose I was a writer first and I still am a writer, but not a very 
self-disciplined one. <laughs> I'm a lot more of a self-disciplined editor. So I started out writing and then, you know, I finished my undergrad in creative writing at RMIT and kind of took a few years off traveling and then wanted to enter the workforce. And I started working at this small magazine publishing company and very quickly I was promoted to editor. And so I kind of got my first taste there. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I worked with some wonderful young women who had studied editing before and they kind of showed me the ropes and then I really got a taste for it and I thought okay now I want to go back and I want to get my master's and really learn how to edit properly and fill in the gaps that were kind of missing from just like sort of straight entering the workforce. Um, so I've been doing my master's in creative writing, publishing and editing at the University of Melbourne. I'm almost finished, it's a two-year program and I've kind of been freelancing along the way and picking up clients as I go and getting more practical experience sort of in the workforce and then just building on that with like the academic studies as well. So it's also a journey for me. I'm learning constantly every week and yeah, just building from there. So it's been really exciting so far. Yeah, that's amazing. And go, um, go you because the discipline to then do a master's, I would say that you have a lot, a lot of discipline with that. Like I, I wish I had that. That's absolutely amazing. So moving into freelance work. So you do um, a bit of editing for, for all, all types. So are you taking on all different fiction projects, nonfiction projects? Where are you kind of at at the moment? Yeah, I um, at the moment don't really discriminate. I kind of get a little <laughs> bit of everything. Um, you know, I've worked uh, freelance with a couple of companies who um, provide editing services. So I've worked with the expert editor for about two years now. And that can be anything from, you know, YA fiction or a business proposal or even a, you know, a job application in academia. So it's really varied. And then I've also been sort of taking on my own personal clients and, you know, getting to edit romance fiction, which I love. Mm. Um, that's really great. And also getting a little bit more um, experience in editing, being kind of doing like self-help kind of work as awesome. well with the kind press and they oh, kind yeah. of, they, yeah, they take a sort of holistic approach with their books in terms of like, you know, um, working on yourself inside to manifest things outside, which has been quite teachable for me and, um, yeah, really varied as well. So I get a little bit of nonfiction and a little bit of fiction, but I'm always partial to fiction. That's where my real love lies. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel, I mean, I applaud you for doing I'm just, like, applauding you right now for doing a, a master's <laughs> in editing because I feel like <laughs> editing is everyone's, I, I mean, personally, and I just saw a lot of people I've spoken to it can be a little bit of a nemesis you know mm. like it's definitely so great but you need to separate that creative side of yourself to then put yourself in an editing kind of position so yeah how do you do that to start off with how do you really put on that editing eye when you're working on someone's work um yeah that's the first question I'll ask before I yeah great question so I guess the main thing as an editor is you're acting as the stand-in for the reader. So you're needing to work on clarity of expression and kind of reading it as if the first time you read it anyway, you should be reading it as if you were just a reader, you know, picking up a book for the first time, what's jumping out at you, what's not quite working, what's taking you out of the, you know, the reading experience and starting from there. And then, you know, it's kind of tricky sometimes because I have my writer brain on and I can understand, you know, why someone wouldn't want to kill their darlings. But then from an editor's point of view, I think, well, this isn't coming across as intended. Like, how can we work on this? How can we sharpen it? And yeah, that's kind of how I try to separate the two. And 
you know, as an editor, sometimes you have to be a little bit ruthless, but also you have to really practice compassion and make sure that you encourage and nurture your writers too, because, you know, it can't all just be like negatives or not even negatives, but things to work on. You need to also praise what they're doing really well. So yeah, that's a combination of things. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I guess you are, yeah, you are paid to take something apart. <laughs> like, you are taking someone's work apart. So yeah, and you want them to keep going. You know, you want to just keep refining and making the project the best version of itself that it can be. And you know, sometimes that does mean being um, a little bit more, yeah, more ruthless. But then also being kind and understanding why someone would be attached to an idea or, an, or a character. And I suppose I have a little bit more empathy in certain ways because I'm a writer too. So I can understand that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And when it comes to, I'm just want to talk about fiction work for the moment or even nonfiction as well. Anyone who's written a book, do you have, are there a couple of things that you see are a common occurrence that you find pop up in people's work when it comes to needing to edit, like just certain things to do with craft or grammar, et cetera. What do you see as a common occurrence for maybe more first-time writers yeah definitely so I I mean grammar is a big one grammar syntax definitely clarity of expression and I think as well consistency with character and then also um you know narrative tension is a hard one to work at I work at it all the all the time as a writer and I can't prevent it yet <laughs> um so that's something that you need to or that I see a lot crop up as well and um yeah I think repetition of expression as well I see a lot for first-time writers and you know sometimes it can be hard to really push an idea and you know avoid slipping into cliches but that's where editors can really help and that's what I really try to look out for as well yeah yeah 100 percent. I feel I think it's really interesting when someone's first getting into writing you notice those words that you constantly use <laughs> yes <laughs> yes I read certain writers I'm like okay this is their favorite word at the moment <laughs> and like how can we challenge this like let's you know brainstorm synonyms together yeah yeah 100 percent. and so what would you say is the ideal editing process so say someone's just finished their manuscript what are some firstly what are some tips that you would give for the for someone to self-edit so I think one of the best things that you can do is create some distance between you and your manuscript. And sometimes that means not looking at it for months and then attacking it with a fresh eye and you're not quite as attached to certain passages or characters that you were before. And you can be a little bit more, um, a little bit more pragmatic with things and not so subjective. I think that's really important, just getting distance with the text. And then also yeah maybe trying to read it a bit more as if you were a reader and you know what's exciting you about your book what are you most looking forward to discovering like what are you really attached to I think is important and then you can kind of color a lot that's not really quite so important and that's more in terms of like a structural overview um, and then when you're going through your own book as well sometimes when you do see those words that you use a lot of I find like just from a technical point of view doing you know a quick like control f search and just seeing like how many times have I used this word and you know being like okay I'm mentally flagging that now and I think as well just going through and if you're not sure how you should be using a comma or a certain punctuation 
you know, go back and find out how you should be using it. You can speak to another editor or do a bit more reading as well. And yeah, I think that sometimes if you don't know necessarily how to use like semicolon, for example, no semicolon, let's stick with commas, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, stick, keep with the basics and then and then use a, an editor that way. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And say someone wants to post it, they've, they've done that, they've made their um, manuscript the best that they believe they can. I really love how you said leave leave it for so many months as well or like so many days just to get the story out of your head um Mm. what would be the process then to work with an editor how like how many different edits do you recommend doing what's kind of the process that you that you recommend for someone yeah I think doing a couple of passes through is really important and you know letting obviously the editor do their first read through and starting from a an overall sort of look at structure and working through that first. And then you can kind of flag bigger picture issues like characterization, narrative tension, plot, language, that sort of thing. And then once that sort of, um, you've looked through that in one pass, then to go back and do the full copy edit and then send that back to the author and then author sends it back to the editor. We do another copy edit and then um, depends really how many copy edits you need. Uh, Depends on how developed your Um, your text is so far but you might sort of need maybe two to three rounds and then when you get to maybe a a stage where you're paying a typesetter to put your book together then you can go back and do the proof and you might do a couple of proofs through the whole manuscript there's always mistakes to be found like you know even in published books you know we find mistakes and it happens we're all human but I think that yeah really a few rounds um, for editing and also proofreading is important but it also depends on how much money you have as a self-starting author like not everyone can afford that so sometimes it is just one or two rounds of edits and that's fine like if that's all you can you know put together for the time being that's you know that's okay and you can work on it yourself more if you need to yeah 100 percent. and I, I just want to go back to the general structure the structure editing like the, the initial one that you just said what are some good things for people to focus on like some good um points that people could write down or questions to ask themselves if they're going through a structural edit and not quite sure where to go or, or how to go with something do you, is there anything that you recommend there yeah I think um, plotting is really important so kind of working out first of all like what is the structure of your narrative is it episodic where you have sort of like each chapter begins with um, you know like almost like a plateau and then you have a climax and then you lead on to the next chapter or maybe you have a you know strictly chronological narrative or maybe a circular narrative where you start with a point in the character's journey and then you go back in time and then you retell the story until you reach the the point where you began and so working out what structure you're trying to tell the story in and then also point of view is a really important one and you know why is this character telling this story and from what vantage point are they telling it are they looking back and reflecting where they can you know, um, yeah, I guess just reflect on their own experiences and make their own judgments now, or are they living in the present moment? Are you telling it in present tense from the point of view of being a 15-year-old where everything feels immediate and, you know, there's a lot of drama and um, a lot of pathos and that sort of thing. So I think that that's really important is asking yourself as a writer, and I do it as an editor when I'm looking at things structurally, is asking myself, um, you know, why have I done this? Like, why this choice being made and just interrogating everything and kind of going from there 
Yeah, 100%. I think that's also too really great why to have that break in between because after you've just fully created something, you almost need to get analytical with yourself and, and keep mm. asking those questions why so you 100% know. Um, before you said that two of the like major points that you were, you see in people's, um, editing, one was characterization and the other one, I think, did you say like plot and structure essentially? Yeah. Plot and structure, like, um, narrative tension as well, which also kind of leads into your structure as well. Yeah. Uh, But definitely characterization. Like I see a lot of the times when I'm editing with fiction, especially is, you know, characters behaving out of character and, sometimes or most often it's because the writer's trying to force them to do a certain thing to serve the plot rather than having them actually act in character and I think that yeah picking up those points as an editor when I'm reading you know this character's behaving in a way that's not consistent with how they have been so far why are they doing that and you know kind of yeah going back and workshopping and really getting into the mindset of the character and making sure that they're living breathing own entities and not just serving the plot. Yeah, 100%. And what do you have, is there any little points that you have of people asking themselves why with that on how to keep characterization consistent essentially throughout throughout a book? I think um, it's a good idea to, I guess, kind of like imagine the backstory of all of your characters, even if they're a minor character, like, you know, they have their own lives and you don't have to write this into the plot, um, or sorry, into the story, because then it's kind of just being expositional the whole time. But sort of like living in the mind of your characters and like what they might be doing and you know why they have the relationship they do with you know the setting and their world around them and the other characters that they interact with and yeah you kind of have to do a lot of deep diving into all of your characters I think and um and also just you know making sure that even little things that could take the reader out of the experience like not always necessarily with the way that the characters behave, but even just like descriptions of their their appearance. I get I that a lot. You know, a character started out with blonde hair, and then in three chapters she has brown hair, or you know, little things like that. Um, that again, having that distance from the text will make you see those things because you'll be jarred out of the reading experience. And that's the biggest thing um, when you're even when you're self editing, when you're editing, is like the minute you are no longer out of the story or you find yourself like your mind is wandering like there's a reason why it's usually like you know characters behaving the way that they wouldn't or um their language choices or that sort of thing yeah that's so true that's a really good thing to think of that I've never I actually haven't even put through my own editing before is like if you do start to drift okay where was that where was that moment yeah like like, highlight that okay yeah And when it comes to um, plot and tension, like I know tension is my, like uh, building tension in something or not getting to the the peak because, I don't know, you just, yeah. I, that's yeah, that's one thing that I know. You want to get to the meat of a story and you want to yeah. get to the meat of a character and their relationship as well. Like, And that's exciting, but you also really have to, you know, all the time in uni we talk about drip feeding the reader, like just little details and not showing your hand all at once, you know, you can have this backstory in your head, but you need to work out moments where it's going to be most impactful with a reader when you finally reveal them. And that's a hard thing to do. It's it's tricky. Like I can't do it yet in my own writing. It's so hard. <laughs> so I commend writers that can like really craft a story that has me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And it doesn't mean it has to be a thriller. Like I could just be so invested in a, a character's journey, um, you know, whatever age they are. But if you 
just sprinkle out these little details without revealing too much too soon I think you can create a lot of tension yeah 100% drip feeding the reader I love that I am so intrigued to hear Mm. about your writing and how much planning do you put behind something to start off with (laughs) and how do you get like do you struggle now when you're like in that deep editing stage to to not overthink that a bit yet or or you're still able to take yourself away into the story I have always been horrible for self-editing as I go and I'm worse at it now that I am an editor. <laughs> That's really, really a great thing I am not you can a separate plotter. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard though. Like I'm not a plotter at all. I write, I tend to write from a character point of view. That's where I start from. And so I sometimes just get stuck and I hard to kind of balance the two sometimes. And I think that, I also am not a, a, I'm not a vomit drafter. Like I really commend people that can just get it on the page and then go back and hack through it. I just can't, like I agonize over every paragraph or, you know, I lose steam because I'm like, no, this isn't right. It's not working. And then I have to go back. So I can give you advice on what not to do as a writer, but I have not quite perfected what to do. <laughs> um, that's why I think that I just, at the moment, my strengths are definitely in editing. Um, I can't necessarily get that distance with my own work, um, but I need to take my own advice and just write something and get it all down and then not look at it for a while. I do have an untouched uh, NaNoWriMo manuscript from a couple of years ago. And um, it was, at the time I was writing it, I was phoning a few chaps in for sure, as you do, because so many words every day. I recently re- looked at a couple of chapters and I was just amazed by how horrible it was and I thought I will go back to this someday because it's there it's there waiting for me and I can just go and you know the magic happens in the editing process and I'm hoping that I'll find a bit of magic that way (laughs) yeah I love that the magic does happen in the editing process and this is why I'm gonna I don't know the quote I wish I looked it up there's a quote in Stephen King's book about like to writing writing is great but like editing is divine I that, I got that wrong but <laughs> I love that and I know exactly which book you mean it's the uh the memoir on writing and that's what Stephen King does you know he locks himself away writes a draft and then doesn't touch it for like three or six months or something like that which is insane and you know I think it is really good advice there's so much solid advice in that book yeah so true but to work with someone like to have an editor to get you out of your own head that you you know is just honestly a, a gift to have someone else read read your your drafts when they, when you know they, they're <laughs> far from perfect um but to edit as well like to, to get someone to to really pick your own brain apart too because you, sometimes you just need someone else to like ask you those questions for you to help get out get out the best of the story essentially so I think it's so amazing but um Yes. Do you have any particular advice for writers who are struggling through something right now or, you know, they're self-editing or they're, they're looking for their editing process? Is there any, any more advice that you would like to um, pass on? Um, oh, God, it's tricky because, yeah, I mean, the getting distance is like the main one for sure. And I think that finding an editor that you can trust is so, so important. And, you know, I think as well, like sometimes there's, at least in my experience, I found that occasionally there might be a little bit of a sort of like writer versus editor mentality, but it's got to be a symbiotic relationship because 
generally, you know, an editor can make suggestions, but they shouldn't just outright slash things or, you know, rewrite things. Like we're not all going to be Gordon Lish and cut everything out. But I think that eventually like the writer and the editor working together, you know, nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, the author's going to come back with the best solution because they know the work inside and out. The editor's seeing it from a, a reader's perspective and is going to sort of guide them to get to that point. Um, so definitely finding an editor that you can trust who isn't going to try and rewrite you. That's a really important thing. Can I just pause you there? Because I do have a question on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> How would you recommend someone go about that? Because I think that can be a very overwhelming process to finding an editor that they can work well with and enjoy. Like, is there certain questions that you would recommend an author ask or, um, yeah, vice versa? Yeah, I think it's um, definitely important to- to obviously get a sample edit from the editor, you know, you know, pay them for their time, of course, but I think getting an editor to do a manuscript appraisal for you will be really helpful because even if it doesn't necessarily create the great editor author relationship that you want, you can still have someone look at your text in a really objective way and maybe point out some issues that you might not be seeing yourself or even some great moments that you can kind of hold on to. Uh, I think that it's a really great way, it, a great way to meet good editors and to sort of start forging those relationships is definitely in writers groups and creative groups. Like I've found, I mean, you and I found each other on the Young Australian yeah. Writers Group and that was great. And I think that um, groups like that and, you know, kind of just like digging into your peer group is really important because you'll find a lot of gold there. Absolutely. And, you know, it can be tricky sort of like finding your, your editor I like to think that everyone is coming into it with good intentions but you know that's not always the case but I think that also maybe getting a look at their past catalog of work and seeing what they've they've edited before you know if they've edited in in your genre before that's going to be really helpful because they're going to know all the conventions so that will be really great for your own book and yeah definitely get your sample from the editor and see what they've done and the kind of like tone they use when they make suggestions and if you think that that's fine um if you think that maybe they're being too gentle or too hard with you with you um maybe re-examine yeah 100%. but sometimes you need that sometimes you don't know you might really need to kick up the butt or <laughs> I know I do as an editor I'm like yeah oh no sorry as a writer I'm like yes point out my mistakes please like edit me to hell <laughs> I think yeah that's actually something I, I I I love it too I'm like oh yeah like I like pick me up on the thing but I think um that's something you have to go into it aware of that you are asking an editor to pick your work apart you know you are asking for that you can't be too um what's the word precious yeah <laughs> With, when it comes to that stuff so um now Tegan please share with us where people can get in contact with you if they are looking for an editor anything particularly you want to read maybe if there's someone that's got a manuscript that you want to work on um yeah give us all the details yeah definitely um so people can find me they can email me it's tegan.line I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. It's all pretty much just Tegan Lion. Um, there's not many of us around, which is good. Um, I do, yeah, I do respond to everything really quickly. I'm on my emails constantly. So yeah, I'm always around. Perfect. Awesome. I'll put that all in the show notes. And thank you so much for, I mean, I'm, you've just given us such a great overview of editing. So 
you know, it's great to like look at all those different levels of where someone is at next, where to go from there and um, to how, how to view your story. So thank you so much for that, Tegan. You're welcome. I'm so happy to help. Thank you.